We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS show. I'm Adam Zadroik, joined by Jordan Cooper and Ryan Belangi. We're talking Saturday's six game slate here. Last week it was three games and we made it an hour. So, Jordan, six games. Are we going to be talking for two hours here? No, we cut it in half. We only talk for half an hour. Okay, cut it in half. We go the other way. Okay, 30 yes. minutes of talk. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that, that'll be possible, but uh, maybe we just let you talk for 30 straight min- minutes and we nod our heads and. And uh, isn't, that, that, isn't that my normal, the normal? Thing <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I think, for GP, I think for GPPs, <laughs> just like you could cash games, I think is, is quite tough. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It's really going to hear in the odds on the cheat sheet, rotoware.com slash soccer trial. It's a 48 hour trial. You're going to want this cheat sheet here for this six game slate. Uh, the odds have changed a little bit. Earlier in the week, Newcastle were actually a bigger favorite than Manchester City. Now Manchester City are the biggest favorite on the slate at Wolverhampton. Again, pretty similar, though. Newcastle are home against Burnley. West Ham, also a pretty big favorite here, home against Sheffield United. Probably the, the easiest matchup on paper, uh, you could argue. And then Arsenal are at Bournemouth and Manchester United. Home against Crystal Palace and Everton, home against Luton. Maybe uh, maybe just a silent game here that maybe not as many people will be looking at, but uh, one that, that kind of caught my eye here when I first looked at the slate. Ryan, first off, uh, how's it going? Did you play in any of the uh, Carabao Cup games? Uh, yes. Sorry, it's tough, tough to remember, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. had the uh, we had a Manchester United Crystal Palace showdown, uh, and these teams rematch t- uh, on Saturday. So, I played that one. I had Andre Onana captain in that one. Who? Uh, who? Who? Oh, United won won that yeah, game. One to three nothing. Three no. Three no. Three no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that game. Okay. Yeah. Heavily Nacho rotated Crystal and... Palace. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's going good. I did play one of those slates. Um, I just I think I. Doubled my money, I think, in the in the higher stakes. So it went okay. I, I um anyway, this slate's interesting though. Um a six game slate where I mean the lowest total is one point seven five out of the six. So I mean like you, you could target any of the six spots uh you know pretty credibly or 
you know, is it a spot where you just target Manchester City because the ownership's going to be diluted for once? I don't know. Um, I think there's probably plenty of spots that are going to go overlooked. Um, so it's a real interesting slate for tournaments. Cash games, yeah. Cash games might be tough. I mean, depending on who starts, um, it also might be pretty easy. I mean, I don't know what easy is the right word, but just to like cut to the chase. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be easy if you get Mason Mount to start for 3,300, which I kind of think he might. I mean, you know, well, why not just play Alvarez, Foden, Ward, Prowse, Mason Mount, Trippier? Seems like a pretty good way to start. Um, but yeah, we'll get into it. It's a it's a big slate. Jordan, let's Ryan said let's cut to the chase here. So last couple of weeks, at least last week, we had Erling Holland. It's just like, okay, look at his goal odds, minus one two twenty-five to score. Now he's uh he's he's not under consideration for cash games unless unless he is. What's your what's your first move in cash games here? I mean, the the guy that has the highest goal scoring odds is always in consideration for cash games. I mean, what we had minus two twenty five to score, but I mean, it's a six game slate. We have tons of options. It's not a three game slate where, you know, Manchester city is like the by far above everyone else. And that's it. We have guys that we could play. We have midfielders that you want to play. We have, I mean, I just don't, I don't particularly see cheap forwards with floors that are worth playing. I think I'm much more likely to still spend up at forward. Uh, the question comes in on, do you play Saka at 10-8? If he plays, he's questionable. Uh, with set-piece duty uh, on the road to Bournemouth, do you play Holland with goal-scoring odds? You have McNeil at 8,800 for Everton with a share of set-pieces there. But, I mean, the highest total on the slate is Man City. And... Alvarez is 9,100 and Foden's 8,100. They split set pieces. They'll be attacking. I don't know. I mean, I, I take a look underneath them and I don't, I don't see anything that I'm that comfortable with. To me, I mean, I think I'll play Alvarez and Foden over McNeil or soccer Holland, just from a floor ceiling perspective, based on their pricing. It feels like Foden should be 9K and Alvarez should be 10K on this slate and they're not, is it just going to be that boring Ryan? That yeah. That's what I was going to say. I just don't say, understand. These like, like it, it's a six game slate where there are six favorites that are decently sized favorites. It makes little, I, I don't see a reason in cash games, at least to spend salary on underdog players. So like Eze's there at eight K against man United, which I'm, which I'm fine with, but I, I'd much rather play if I'm going to pay 8K. I'm going to play 8K for a favored player, even if it's in another position. Like that's why I included McNeil, but I'm not sure if he's the best option there, also. But then you scroll down to the bottom of forward, and like you're playing goal dependent guys. You're playing guy. I mean, you're you're really you're stretching there. I mean, I'm assuming you're you're of the 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 opinion, Ryan, that like you're not playing Holland cash. No. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I just, I don't know why Alvarez and Foden are priced like that. So it just like, it makes it too easy in a way. You're right. They're both like a thousand too cheap for sure. Um, and yeah, there's just, even if Saka was a hundred percent healthy, there's just no reason to do it because of the price tag. Um, 
I think I think McNeil's a good play. You know, it, it just because it's a great matchup. McNeil's, you know, he's in consideration. Uh, you're right. There's no reason to play anybody from an underdog uh, in cash games. Um, so yeah, I mean, the pricing just makes it too easy to play Foden and Alvarez. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Adam? I think you guys are taking the easy way out and just saying Manchester City players. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, go with instead. I think McNeil is in play here. I mean, you you look at it and it's like, okay, Alvarez, Foden, Manchester City split set pieces. They're they should be more expensive. I mean, why is you know Jared Bowen up here as well uh, without set pieces? And I don't know. I, I'm just trying to find a reason of not to playing them. And I think Dwight McNeil may actually be in that spot. Home against Luton Town is one of the best matchups of the season. And you have, uh, I think he has an exclusive set piece role. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't even know if I'd say that Alvarez and Foden have more upside than Dwight McNeil. Um, maybe something we haven't, I don't know, maybe I, Jordan will probably disagree with that. But uh, I guess as I look at it, James Garner took some set pieces last week, but maybe you worry about that. Okay. So, I mean, I yeah, I just, it's, you see, seeing Garner took three and McNeil took two isn't a great feeling. Yeah. It's, just, it's an even split. You know, it's just an even split. One of them's right footed, one of them's left footed. But no, I wouldn't fault anyone if they showed up with McNeil in cash. Um, and he does have upside in this spot, especially. With the lineup that Everton rolls out these days, they act, McNeil's more than just a guy that's going to whip in crosses. They need him to be shooting and sort yeah, of this isn't do, doing McNeil. it all. No, with with that lineup, he's he has more upside than than maybe he used to. Yeah, I would say, would it change your mind if I don't think it's going to happen because Dan Juma started midweek? But if Dan Juma started over James Garner, would that actually lead you to playing more McNeil? Well, I kind of just think Ashley Young would split sets with him then. But, um, you know, it, it could. It could, but I kind of think Ashley Young might just take Garner's role on set pieces. Yeah, okay. Uh, we also have Easy e at 8K, though he's at Manchester United. Doku's sitting here at 8K, and I do think his floor is up there as well. I know you guys aren't going to look at that because he doesn't have set pieces, but... Um, it, it, he is in an intriguing spot. He was subbed off last week because of the Rodri red card. He was the first casual to see there. Uh, then he didn't start midweek. So I, I think he's, I think he is an option uh, to get 90 though. All these guys are kind of, you know, risks to being subbed off. There are options, but as you guys are saying, the Manchester city pieces are the easiest. So we're, we're just trying to, you know, come up with reasons, you know, not to play them, but as you can see, it, it is kind of difficult. A couple cheaper guys I want to bring up here before giving it to Jordan again. Jolinton is down at 5,200, and there is a slight chance he plays in the front three because they do have the injury to Harvey Barnes. They do have injury issues with Callum Wilson and Alexander Isak. Uh, I, I guess I should mention there's a bunch of coach speak going on with press conferences. You see a lot of you know questionable tags here in a lot of these players. You know, clicking on their profile, find out what's going on with them, but – a lot of them could be, you know, minor, maybe not even injuries, and they're good to go. And then some chances, maybe maybe they are real injuries. We just don't know because they had these midweek matches that the managers didn't care about, and now they're, you know, they're obligated to talk about these 
these minor knocks kind of things. So that's, that's the hard thing to, to bring up right now. But so uh, Jolinton has a slight chance of playing in the, in the uh, front three there, home against Burnley, and he's only 5,200. And then Agbene uh, for Luton Town, kind of, you know, listed as a, a 3-5-2, 5-3-2, but he played pretty forward in Luton Town's last match, and he's only 4,900. Uh, just someone else to keep an eye on there. But Jordan, so you got the two Manchester City pieces, and that's and that's kind of what you're uh, you're doing here at forward, or is outside of like McNeil, is anything else coming into your uh, thought process here? Uh, I think there could be a situation where Arsenal could be in cash consideration. I think more in GPPs. We have Trussard out and Martinelli out, which means like. You can have you can have a front line of like Jesus, Enkedia, Saka, and like Enkedia and Jesus are are fairly decently priced seventy three hundred six thousand, a little bit more goal dependent. Jesus plays a little bit wider, maybe he's a little bit more peripheral friendly. But Ryan, what's the case that Saka doesn't play either? Like yeah, there that that is possible. I'm glad you brought that up. Even with Saka playing, there's a chance Reese Nelson starts. But if Saka doesn't play, Reese Nelson is for sure going to start and for sure going to split set pieces. I mean, set pieces with what? What Odegaard? I guess. Yeah, um, you know, uh, Reese Nelson just takes them the same way that Martinelli and Trossard would. Um, so yeah, seventy six hundred. Depending on what you see for the Arsenal lineup, I think I think that's okay. Actually, I thought he would be more expensive. Um, and Inketia, I thought Inketia would be more expensive too. I mean, that he looks like a great tournament play. Yeah, there's a lot of cheaper Arsenal guys outside of Saka, and I guess technically Martinelli here, uh, who is out. So, yeah, I mean, so without Trossard and Martinelli, does that change? Oh, sorry, sorry, I just wanted to say, um, yeah. Vieira. Would all would probably split sets if he started. I saw we we have him in there, right, but he's questionable he's take, also. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Just want he takes some corners too. So, so what would uh, so we don't have we don't have Martinelli, we don't have Trossard. What if Vieira also didn't start, but Saka started? Would this be Saka and Odegaard taking corners? Yeah, that's a good question. Probably right. Yeah. Assuming <laughs> I mean, no Reese Nelson. Yeah. It just uh yeah just an interesting situation that you know maybe we could get and it, it might change it may change a situation here maybe Saka could take more corners than we're expecting maybe not so it's possible I just don't think it's right. a good use of your salary to spend 10.8 for Saka when we have guys that are two or three thousand cheaper that are similar I mean for GPP sure but I mean you're gonna need your salary for some of these other positions so like like oh like going from Alvarez to Saka is is seventeen hundred and twenty seven hundred for Foden. Uh we're gonna get into midfield and defender. There's gonna be places that you'd rather spend that money. If I could fill, you know, nine K, eight K forward, I think I'm much more likely in cash at least. But Saka, obviously, if he plays, I mean set pieces, penalty duty. I mean, I think I think it'll be under-owned in GPP if he does start. And, I, I mean, we'll get to GPPs, but I think Arsenal are one of my top targets for, for, for that format. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I'm scrolling down the list. There's not a ton here unless you uh, you wanted to go full punt. Uh, Ali McBurney here 
Uh, I think Ali McBurney deserves a shout. Not in, maybe not in cash games, of course, at 3,600. But I think this is actually, I think this is an intriguing matchup for McBurney just to, you know, head in across because West Ham are a team that don't play with a ton of possession. But uh, the, I'll leave that shout for, for tournaments. So we kind of, I mean, that's kind of it with forward. I mean, Jordan kind of just laid it out there. It's like, why are we paying for Saka when, you know, you can save almost 2K on Alvarez and more than that on Foden. So why are we, why are we spending up? So because we need this money. So Bruno Fernandez, 9,900. Uh, James Ward Prowse, 8,700. Those are, those are the main ones here for, for midfield. So, so Jordan, you need to save money. Who is it going to be on? Is it for, are we back to uh, J, JWP land or is this a Bruno slate? Uh, it's, a J, it's a JWP one for me. 8,700 is playing as an attacking central midfielder for West Ham, taking a, a monopoly of set pieces, I believe. And West Ham is has an over two implied goal total, which is probably going to be the highest LC this year. There's no better spot than home against Sheffield. I'd rather take that than, uh, uh, you know, Bruno has a tough, a little bit tougher matchup. And depending on who's on the pitch, may not have a complete role over set pieces. I think uh, Bruno's fine. Like, dude, I'd love to play Bruno. I'd love to play Bruno and James Ward-Prowse. Unfortunately, you can't, right? Unless you punt at a forward spot or punt double at defender. And I don't think that's the right construction. So, like, I'll take the $1,200 savings on James Ward-Prowse. He's uh, plus 200 to score with the Monopoly of set pieces at home for West Ham. I... Ryan, am, am I am I saying something that out of line that compared to these two? Did, I mean, to me, to me, for cash games, it's 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 obvious. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's a no-brainer. Unfortunately, I don't know. I thought JWP was out of our lives, but he's back with a vengeance now in, in an attacking role, and I mean, sc- scoring goals, and yeah, it's annoying. Uh, the matchup against Sheffield is about as good as it gets. I don't know how you don't play him. I mean, he has everything that Bruno has and he's cheaper and yeah, Bruno might not even take all the sets. Um, I don't know. Got it. Got to play JWP. What do you, what do you think, Adam? Uh, I'm just trying to think if he has everything that Bruno has. Um, well, he has pens and direct free kicks. That's, that's what I meant. Um, Right, he, he, has, every, he has everything that Bruno. He has. does have. Yeah, he does have penalties. Has he been he does have. I mean, he took the last one with okay. ben, when Ben Rama was out there. I don't know if Antonio was out there, but yeah, hard not to see JWP taking the pen. Ped, Pedro Neto, seventy four hundred. I mean, he's been unstoppable this season. Why not? <laughs> yeah, um, not against City. <laughs> I'm not. Spe- I'm not uh, in cash games. I would not spend. Any decent amount of money on any of the underdogs. Nope. What if Ryan Giles started or Dowdy started 6K range? Nope. I don't see how you do it. I don't see how you justify it. I'm not sure if you even are able to even get in that range anyway. Like yeah. that, that 5K, 6K range, like Garner's Maybe in the there. Yeah, Maybe James Garner. Okay. Are, are, the question is: Are we going back to forty seven hundred dollars, Mateus Nunes? Yeah, I thought about it. Um, maybe, but 
I think you just have to click 3300 Mount if he starts. I mean, well, yeah, but I'm assuming Mount doesn't start. Okay, so if Mount doesn't start, then I think you probably just click 3200 Amrabat for 100 cheaper. Um, even if he starts at left back, he's 3200. I mean, you know, uh, uh, why not? I mean, what Nunez? I just I, I'm not sure. You know, without with Rodri not in there, I don't. I'm not sure what to think of Nunez. He might be asked to do some more defending. Okay, so we I'll, I'll go through some options here. So you mentioned Nunez. Uh, Kai Havertz could start if Fabio Vieira is out, and then he could actually go 90 if Vieira is actually out. He's 4,300. Kovacic is back as well. Another Manchester City piece. He's 4,300. And then getting into the players you guys are talking about. So Mount went 45 minutes last week. He's coming back from a muscle injury. I know his price here, okay, he's so cheap and he'll have, he'll have some set pieces. Is it just because he's down here that even though he's, you know, max, maybe a max of 60 minutes, you're fine with, with playing Mount down here? Yeah, I would love to fade Mount, but it's just his 3,300 because, yeah, he's he's playing. It's a max of 60 minutes pretty much. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I just saw him take the corners midweek. He got an assist from a corner. I mean, I just – you obviously have to play that for 3,300 in cash games if he's going to take corners. Um, I think at least. What, what, Unless, happens, if uh, Hannibal, what happens if Hannibal, uh, I can't pronounce, Medjbri? Yeah, Hannibal. Hannibal. 4,700. Is that? Is, yeah, I mean, like that's where, I don't know. Now you have to compare him to Nunez and you you know he's going to, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe. But you agree that this is the range that we're looking in. We're looking in yeah, you know, one I or do. two people compare them to defenders in that range. I mean, this like, is maybe where you play. Right. I mean, maybe you play Lewis Cook. I don't know. He's 3,600 taking set pieces and played 90 last time. Taking set pieces over over Tav. I mean, you know, yeah, you're probably in this range. So, I don't know. You could do worse than that. Uh, Jack brought up in the uh, in the comments here. Agbene is two hundred more than Nunez. If you're in that range and you had the money, would you go Agbene over Nunez? Um, maybe. Wait, did did he take any set pieces or no? I, no, Dottie and Giles both did. I don't uh, think he okay. did. He just. Had I guess the ball it doesn't out. matter. Yeah, if he's gonna like, it's a it's a decent spot for Luton too. I mean, right. Um, So, yeah, I don't mind that. I don't know. Like, I I don't think it's very clear who the best the best one of these players is. Which is typically true when we get down to that range of 3K, 4K guys. It's like, do you play one of these midfielders over a a center back or garbage fullback? I typically side with the player that has a better upside so okay but so yeah i do too or if the price is like a big enough difference i mean like why don't we just play 3200 amrabat you know right right it depends on the pro i mean like that's what i'm saying like nunez to amrabat is is fifteen hundred dollars so that matters a lot but if i had to choose between like 4k guys i'd rather take a 4k attack like if you said that i'd rather take a benny than a defensive midfielder or some guy that may come out at 60 minutes. It's like, well, Benny could score. I mean, like he's an attacking winger. So like, sure. It's a, 
you know, they're a dog, but they're the best underdog, right? They're the, the least of an underdog. So yeah, I I could see I could see that if it's the last piece, but it's it's quite possible I'm not even in that range anyway, right? Quite possible I forty nine hundred is still too much. What right. if what if Dottie nor Giles started? Uh, we had this recently where Amari Bell played wing back, Kabore played wing back. Uh, Tahith Chong is thirty four hundred. He I know some sharps actually played him in cash games recently. Uh, he would. I think beyond at least a split step piece role and without Lakanga in there, maybe more guaranteed to get more minutes. Uh, 3,400 he's in play then. Definitely. Yeah. yeah I, yeah, for sure. Without, they were unfortunate to lose Lakanga. I, th- I think Chong's a pretty good player. So yeah, I don't mind that. But if either Giles or Dowdy start, you wouldn't go that route. Oh, it's 3,400. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, like, yeah, as an attacker. I mean, he's not really an attacker, though. Well, he's more of an attacker than Nakamba. <laughs> right, and, and Lakonga, even. Right. Yeah, he, um, okay. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of taking the spot of Lakonga in the lineup. Like, they're not going to have two yeah. attacking midfielders. Right. So, like, someone has to sit back, and I don't think it's going to be Ogbeni. No, but, like, Lakonga was, you know two shots and four crosses from that role last week. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's more forward than Nakamba and especially with five at the back, you know, that those guys get involved. Yeah. From set pieces as well. Probably Chong used to be more attacking when he played with man United. He's got it in him. Yeah. I mean, he was good with uh, Birmingham city last season. Um, Yep. Can't remember his numbers, but he did play in a more attacking role, but I think it's just more of a kind of what their lineup looks like They They have a few injuries. So, uh, You're right, though. Those three attackers that would be ahead of him, Ogbeni, Morris, and Brown. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of JWP and then go down and, and pick your poison kind of a thing. Unless Pretty much. We're, unless we're missing something else here. All right. I'll do. Yeah. Since you guys like Mount so much, I'll plug in Mount. So, let, let's uh, actually let's talk about that a little bit here. So, this Manchester United situation, we could submit – Next to Casemiro in the midfield, we could see Erickson, we could see McTominay, we could technically see Amrabat, and then someone else will play left back. I I don't actually know because they have so many injuries. Um, it would be probably a non-defender unless unless I'm missing something there. Um, would you be? Does it matter if if Mount plays as a defensive midfielder next to Casemiro, or like maybe Mount's in the spot of Hannibal on on the right wing kind of thing? Does any of that matter? And then okay, what if Anthony is – because apparently Anthony's back in training. What if he's back on the bench? Uh, does, does that positioning matter at all if you're selecting – we're not really talking about Erickson here, but just in terms of, of Mount, does that matter at all? Or just because of split set role, uh, it doesn't matter. I think he's just too cheap for it to matter, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah, it definitely matters for tournaments, whether or not I'd click him in a tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just can we calm Jack down in the chat here about Og Benny? Um, they played half that game up a man and chasing in like the best environment for floor points ever. So let's just let's see what happens next time. Uh, to be fair to Luton Town and for all the Hatters fans, uh, Luton Town did dominate the first half of that match as well. So 
Uh, yeah, I was uh, the only one to play Jacob Brown, and I think he had five shots in the first half. Literally, I was the only one. He was 4,600. 4, Everybody clicked him. on the – no, sorry, I in the high stakes. Him. Sorry, I meant oh, in the right. high stakes. I, I played sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah. But we, So, yeah, me – Jordan and I should have won. That was a great play, and it, it just Mar- – I got Morris, well. Brown. I played – I didn't have enough do- – the weird thing is I didn't have enough Dottie. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a fun slate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. So defender, can we just get get it get it over with? You play. Oh, it's that easy. You're at seventy five hundred. Like you are you start like to me? My cash lineup. I'm looking at my cash lineup right now, and it's like it starts with Alvarez, Foden, Ward, Prowse, Trippier, and then you figure then average remaining player salary is forty one fifty, and then if you want to debate the differences between Amrabat and Taif Chong, good luck, go for it. But I mean, to me, that's what you're doing at that point. Is the question, Ryan? Is is Trippier going to be in just all of your lineups regardless at 7,500? I mean, as at the defender position, I mean, he's like one of the few people that you have to roster two defenders and he puts up 22 points. You're going to be way ahead of everyone else because how are you going to make yeah, those points up? I, I, don't, I agree. I mean, the matchup's just too good. You know, how does he... His floor is so high in this spot. It's a revenge just, game, right? Technically, uh, I, did, I didn't even think of that. It is. Right. It is technically. It's a long, long. I mean, dude, we played him when he was on Burnley. That was the origin, yeah, of tri- of Trippier. Yeah, right. He's going um, right back to where, right back to where it started. 
Yeah, I don't see how you I don't you're I agree. I don't see how you don't play him. I mean, yeah, if I was going to fade him, I it would I'd still it would have to be for other defenders who can score 15 points. I mean, you know, it would have to be for in tournaments. I mean, it would have to be for Sioux Fall, for Emerson, for you know, pl- plenty of guys. You know, it wouldn't be for a center back, I guess is is what I'm saying. I'll say for tournaments, if Sandro Tonali started, would that take you off of him at all, Ryan? Well, I don't know if it necessarily matters who starts, but I, I just think you can you can obviously get a different construction with without Trippier. Like, I don't know, if you can get a couple expensive guys to smash, maybe like maybe these these cheap punts do nothing. And like if maybe you can get an edge that way, you know, if the if the cheap punts score five points and maybe you can get up to five K or six K and get a goal from a forward at that price, like, you know, that you'd or have to do something like that. Of, or is it one of the types of games where Trippier puts up 13 fantasy points and you have defenders that have like six or seven, but you use the 7,500 on a guy that's exactly. at midfield or at forward. That could like, happen. Like, right. But if Trippier puts up like 25 points, like it's going to be. Right. Like, yeah. You can have that 25 points in your midfield spot and not your defender spot, but then what the hell do you have in your defender spots? In order for that to happen, you know, I don't think, That's you know, if Trippier scores 25 and you're sitting there with four and five and a half out of your defender spots, I don't see you winning a GPP. No, you're right. But yeah, if Trippier scores 13, you know, maybe you play Rafael Varane instead for 2,700 and he gets a clean sheet and finishes with seven or eight, then you can, you know, then you can do some things. Yeah. My original question was with that is that, Tenali is in play to steal a corner or two, a set piece or two. And yeah. it, I, I mean, saw grip. I saw, sorry. I saw Gordon actually steal a set piece uh, two games ago, which was surprising. So yeah, that's a fair point. It, I mean, it, it does kind of seem like he's not getting as forward when certain players are, are, are playing. Maybe Tenali has something to do with that. I mean, you look at his game logs and his numbers are worse. His numbers aren't as high when Tenali plays. So uh, that being the case, Tanali did start midweek, so I don't know if I'd, I'd bank on that. So who who is your second defender, Jordan, or did no one stand out to you? I mean, there's really not much that stands out. I guess... Joe Kim Anderson? No, it's not Joe Kim Anderson. I would, if I would, I mean, Zinchenko, I guess? Zinchenko, Gavardiol? Like, is it worth paying 4K for these guys? Maybe. Or maybe it's just maybe it's just you go down and you take take Varane at twenty seven hundred like like take take the cheapest guy on a favored team that's a center back. It and it all depends on who you're able to get in your flex spot. Like like I wouldn't do that with three defense. I I don't feel this is a three defender slate. So it's like you're playing Trippier as your one defender. You're paying as low down as possible for the second defender just so you get a utility guy in like the five, six K range rather than like get stuck in that then have Lewis cook in your flex also. Like that's how I see it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Ryan. Um, is there anything worth paying four K for at defender alongside Trippier? Maybe, maybe. Um, because so, yeah, if you play Varane, I think he's fine, but then, yeah, you end up with five or six K in the flex. Um, and no one really stands out there either. 
Um, I think the West Ham guys are okay. Uh, I, and I don't know. Yeah. I think either West Ham guy is okay. And even in the flex, I mean, like, like who, I, again, like who are you going to, are these 4k guys that we mentioned Nunez, whoever, Ogbeni, I mean, are they really better than West Ham fullbacks under 5k and, in, in just like, like a dream spot? you're right. You're no, you're right. So I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah, do you go Varan and then you have money for the flex around 6K or so? Um, and goalkeeper. Or, yeah, like it's a tough decision, but I think the West Ham guys are decent. And I think a goalkeeper, I mean, if you're doing like a 2v2 type of thing, typically the, the concept for goalkeeper is that the larger the slate, you should be more inclined to pay down. The smaller the slate, the more inclined to pay up. It's just... You, we mentioned this on the champion. You mentioned this on the Champions League uh, podcast all the time. Is that when there's more teams, that means one of these cheap keepers typically gets enough points that it's worthwhile, and the ownership is spread out enough that like no keeper is going to just bury you because they're sixty percent owned in your cash games. So that's why, like you know, home keeper, Neto, Bournemouth against Arsenal seems like you know typically the home keeper the best, but don't play Varon for the sake of like I I now I can go up a keeper. You mentioned with the flex spot, it's more of a if there's no fifty five hundred dollar guy worth playing in your flex, like don't go down and then go up at goalkeeper to have Varon in your defender spot. Play an Emerson, play a Zinchenko, a White, a, you know one of these guys in that four K range that are I I think they're all okay. Right or so, even if you go up to Sufal at at, at forty nine hundred, I'm 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 in agreement with you. But even if it's the Man United guys, like at least they have paths to like ten points. Like some of these, the guys even cheaper, really really don't. I agree. Yeah, I agree with all that. I was just gonna add for defender instead of the West Ham guys. I think you're. I think there is a range in the utility spot that you'll have to decide, you know, if you want one of those West Ham fullbacks or pay up in that 5K range for your second defender. Like if Giles starts, if Dowdy starts, and James Garner's 5,800, I think those guys are there to where it's like, okay, do you want do you want a cheaper defender as your second defender and plug in James Garner in, in your in your utility? Or do you want Sioux Fall and then, you know, one of those random midfielders uh, that we talked about uh, for who knows how long. But, I mean, I guess you can actually do – if you really like West Ham, you can do Sufal and Emerson together. And That's my cash lineup right now. Sorry. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it, yeah. It leaves 4,100 for the other keeper that I was going to mention. Uh, Kaminsky. All Kaminsky. right. Um, yeah, obviously Neto's fine too. But I might right. choose Kaminsky over Neto. There's Ryan's lineup. Until but you're Mason right. Mount no, but what you said, you're right. Um, I mean, my lineup is to... not much different than that, other than like, oh, maybe play Zinchenko over Emerson, and you play right. Emerson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's. Uh, it, I don't me, love like Emerson. You're choosing between those two v two, three v threes. Everything else in your lineup is kind of like, do you want to play? If Mount's not in, do you play Amrabat? Do you play Tahith Chong? Do you? Do you play Nunez instead of Kufal? Do you play like it's going to come down to those decisions, which is like 
Like the margins are going to be this thin. But to me, that is the, as of right now, based on uh, starting 11s predicted, I mean, that should, to me, should be the proper construction for cash games. It shouldn't be Benny in the forward spot and you're playing for Ward Prowse and Bruno and Trippier. And like, you're not doing the dub, the dinky do or anything. You're not paying up a goalkeeper. Like, it should be this type of construction. Right. I agree. Yeah. Maybe, like Adam said, maybe maybe you get up to Dottie or or Garner if you like that. Um, yeah, Garner so did pretty well. Garner did pretty well last game t- taking sets. I'll ask for a 2v2 here. Um, well, in terms of Garner, he actually, I looked up their, their heat maps from last game. He actually got up the field more than Dwight McNeil did. I'm not sure. Not sure what that means, but he did play more forward on the right side than McNeil did on the left side. Maybe something to do with Ashley Young playing behind him. Not sure. But uh, 2v2, James Garner and Kurt Zuma or Emerson and Sioux Fall. I'll take Jordan. Emerson and Sioux Fall. Yeah. Zuma's floor is just way too low. Probably, right? Yeah. I, I, I think Garner's a decent option, but I just wouldn't want to play Zuma. You already got JWP in there. Sheffield United just allowed eight goals of the tallest team in the league because they're terrible against set pieces. Kurt Zuma, set piece maestro. Well, now uh, you're talking about GPPs. No, this is cash games. Well, I'm, I'm, that's that you're, you're explaining something that's great for a GPP lineup. <laughs> and and West Ham is a team that I'm I'm targeting in GPPs. But wouldn't you rather want the upside of James Garner rather than Sioux Fall and Emerson? No, in cash you want the the floors. Adam, better maybe better two v two. Varane and Vieira. That sounds disgusting. No, okay. <laughs> Vieira on may sets. be fine if Saka doesn't play, but I don't. Vieira on sets is what I'm saying. Sixty four hundred. Yeah. No, it's too much. But like you know, if you're comparing him to Garner at that point, I don't know. Well, I think Garner's more likely for ninety. Is Probably, but I think Vieira is fine. It's just from what it seems like, I don't even know if he has an injury. Um, yeah, that one, know. we don't know. Yeah, don't you know, know. You, Arteta's being funny about the injuries. Yeah, Mikel Arteta and Eddie Howe just uh, were not making me happy. But this I mean, what I mean comments. is, look at the, this game against Everton in 80 minutes when he'd split corners and took four shots. You know, he's he's kind of sneaky. Oh, now you're now you're now you want to target Everton. You didn't. No, uh... Uh, no, no. I meant I'm Vieira. I mean, I was yeah, talking yeah. about Vieira. I got it. I got it. All right, Jordan. So you already mentioned Arsenal are going to be your GPP route. So do you care at all about injuries? Do you care at all about substitutions? You mentioned Jesus. You mentioned Enketia. What's the play here? Just go. Are you going to stack them up, baby? Stack them. All of them, all the front three for Arsenal, just go off all of them. Yeah, why Saka not? in there. Okay, why not? Totally, you play Zinchenko. You can play what well, you can play any of these guys. I think they're I think they're underpriced, other than Saka, right? I think you can play Odegaard. I think you can play. I could, you could play any. You could play mix and match. Jorginho, four K PKs. I guess maybe. I mean, you could throw that in if you want. I mean, I don't think I think from an ownership standpoint, it's not. I mean, I'd rather not have a road favorite than a home favorite, but I mean, Bournemouth aren't good, so why not? From a price perspective, and the same thing I could say for 
West Ham. Like, Antonio's pretty cheap. Paqueta, kind of cheap. I mean, Suchek, Emerson, Kufal, Zuma, right? You mentioned Zuma. I think Bowen is the overpriced one. His ownership is probably going to be low, but I'm... I could, I could, I mean, dude, you could play. I mean, if you take a look at these prices, I mean, Antonio, Antonio is 5,500. Peta is 6,200 and Ward Prowse is 8,700. I mean, like, then you you have, you have 4,100 and $4,300, $4,900, $4,900. I mean, you could play, maybe you don't play five of these guys, but from a price perspective, I mean, West Ham could go out and win this game for nothing. Six West Ham players. <laughs> they score enough goals, that could be fine. At six games late, I'm less inclined to put that many players in. But, I mean, Ward-Prowse is going to be popular. You pair Ward-Prowse, and if he gets, you know, some assists and stuff, find the guys that he gets assists to. Or you could play it as leverage if Ward-Prowse is going to be popular. Ward-Prowse sitting there with eight points because, you know, Paqueta and Antonio and Sufal and Emerson have, have assists. Could do that, Ryan. What do you think about West Ham? I think they're an interesting team to look at on the slate. Yeah, I'm just. I'll just say that in everything that Jordan said is my GPP strategy for this slate. Um, I won't touch on it again, but he he said what I'm going to do in in that whole spiel for the most part. Um, so yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. Um, other spots. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I was going to pretty much say a lot of that. Other spots, um, I think Hoyland is interesting. 6,700 just because no, nobody's going to play him. Uh, probably even less so than than those other spots. Um, I mean, I think I think a good a good option if you do the art, if you do like, for instance, the West Ham route without James Ward-Prowse, you put Bruno in that lineup. Like that's the lev because the Ward Prowse lineups are less likely to have Bruno, so you do a lineup like I, I'm I'm kind of working on it right here. Like let's say you played Antonio, you played Antonio forward alongside with Paqueta, and maybe Emerson, something like that, and then you play Hoyland with Bruno. Right, you're still plenty of money for for Trippier in that lineup. You're forty nine fifty for a goalkeeper and utility. I mean, I mean that sounds good to me. Playing you know Bruno Hoyland combination with a West Ham thing and just to hope that Ward Prowse isn't the one that gets on the score sheet. Reasonable. Reasonable. We haven't really talked about Holland yet here. How popular do we think Holland's going to be? I think he's going to be owned. That it, he's he's going to be owned in GPP just because Foden and Alvarez are. So you have to think in terms of, of correlation. Like the more that other players from the team are going to be rostered, you get certain situations. You have to balance the two. Sometimes you, you're in a position where everyone's playing this guy, so no one's playing the other guy on the same team. But when multiple people on the same team are going to be rostered more, it typically carries with... Every like I think people that play Alvarez or Foden in the lineup are much more likely to pair them with Holland. I think that the odd man out is Doku. Like Doku is the type of person where you'd play solo and just go, he's the one that's going to eat the production from Alvarez and the, the ceiling at least from Alvarez, Foden, and Holland. 
I also think that maybe you could play Holland by themselves, by himself, and just hope that it's not correlated to Alvarez or Foden. But I mean, to me, that the guy on the slate that's going to go much lower owned and has the second highest goal scoring odds, assuming that he plays, is Callum Wilson. And he's tied to Trippier's ceiling. And although Trippier is going to be owned, I think Callum Wilson, I think people, if they have a choice, you look on the slate, just from normal people, you look on the slate and you go, okay, do I play Erling Holland at 10-4 or Callum Wilson at 10-1? I think the fantasy point per game, it's like, oh, 24.3 versus 11. Not realizing that this is one of the best spots for Newcastle the entire season. I think Holland ends up being at least twice as owned as Callum Wilson. And if I, I think they're just as likely to score a ton of points, regardless, these Newcastle players are a little over, a, a little overpriced, but once you factor in the matchup, maybe they should be the same prices as the Man City guys. I mean, like, like Anthony Gordon and Almiron. I, I just, I'm not sure about stacking Newcastle because of their pricing, but if you plug in your lineups with some value pieces and you're like, oh, well, this is the places where I could put Alvarez and Foden, put Callum Wilson and Anthony Gordon in. And I just, I just think this Newcastle ownership outside of Trippier is going to be quite low. Are people going to play Anthony Gordon? I don't think so. What do you think, Adam? Do you want to play? I mean, Almiron is obviously leveraged. No one, nobody's going to play Almiron. I agree with everything Jordan said about Wilson, but I don't, I don't know what. What do you think about Anthony Gordon? I think, I think outside of Manchester City and maybe like Saka, there, there's just going to be. There's just going to be players who aren't going to be popular. And, Fall through uh, the cracks, right? Well, Gordon yeah, is just like the same price as like Ward Prowse. Bruno's there that people may want to play. The Man City guys, like I, no, I just, yeah, I just see these new cat. The, this range with the Newcastle players, I could easily see not. I mean, you could say the same for Dwight McNeil. I think Dwight. I think it's possible that Dwight McNeil is more owned than Anthony Gordon or Almiron. Even though that, from a ceiling perspective, I would prefer the Newcastle players. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. I like Anthony Gordon. I I, I think Anthony Gordon's a good player. I think Rashford will be more owned than Anthony Gordon. He's nine k. Yeah, I think it's turning around pretty quickly for Anthony Gordon in Newcastle at Newcastle. You know, he it, he struggled when he got there. There was a lot of stuff that went on with that transfer, but um, he's like. He's, he's sort gonna, of taken over that team. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna become. It looks like it's gonna become Gordon's team uh, in a way. I think he's a pretty good play. Yeah, he's just like a hard worker. That I don't know. He's also yeah. very like he's also very skilled and good at scoring goals. So yeah, it's a completely different situation than last season. It's almost. I'm gonna say it's almost like when he was at Everton, but he doesn't have set pieces. Um, yeah, like he's really turned it around fast. He's basically over the offseason, he's turned into a regular player. And I think that's, you know, that's the important part here uh, to take note of as Miguel Almiron has kind of lost his spot as he's maybe not lost his spot, but he's, you know, going every other with Jacob Murphy kind of thing where Anthony Gordon, Harvey Barnes just picked up like a three month injury. So, you know, the options behind him in the starting 11 aren't many. So he's going to be playing a bunch. Um, and then you have the injuries to Isak and Wilson as well. That's why I mentioned the the Joel Linton possibility for the front three, something to something to just keep an eye on. 
Uh, because I mean, if those if those injuries are real, there, there's a technical chance that Anthony Gordon is actually like a false nine in this spot. Joel Inton moves up to the left wing where he played last season. Just just these lineup things that some people may not notice. But uh, when I mean, they if come Wilson out, is out and not even on the bench, I'd play Isak at seventy one hundred, no problem. Well, I'm saying if Isak doesn't start either, because he also has a calf issue. Yep, just makes the team no. even cheaper. I mean, the, the, yeah. they have the second highest implied goal total. I think there's just so many players on the slate that aren't going to be popular that I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much it matters just to target these, just to target non-popular players to win GPPs. Um, how do you think you'll win? Everyone's going to have a different lineup, though. That's kind yeah, of yeah. So play, at least you mix them in. Don't. Don't start my cash lineup starts Foden, Alvarez, Ward Prowse, Trippier. My GPP lineups won't have those guys that like it's it's quite possible outside of Trippier that the other three players I may not have in any of the lineups at all. Because there's I, there's just as many good players in those spots for those prices at those positions. I think it's important to note when you say that that's for bigger GPPs, because you can still do the, you know, build off your cash lineup in like single entries and I mean, you, you can. can. I, I tend. I tend to make the approach in soccer that, since ceilings are, you, I mean, I could get bailed out on ceiling. I mean, it's very similar to what I do in King of the Pitch, which, you know, I mean, Ryan's done. Ryan's won. I've come in second one year. I've come in third one year. That I'm. I'd rather be combinatorically different, at positions where I can be, and I'll take the four. Like, dude, like Morris last week was barely owned, and, and for Luton, like. These are guys that could score. If I could get a guy that could score two goals reasonably for for single digit ownership, and there you're going to tell me that there's multiple of them on the slate, dude. I'll play three of them together and just like okay, if one of them scores two goals, it makes up for every. I mean, like it just because it's just so low owned in comparison to their ceiling on these types of slates. That yes, I'll still have Trippy. I'll still have the floor. I may still have Ward Prowse in that lineup, but. I'm I'm not someone that's like I'm, I'm going to play the same four guys and buy my cash lineup, but instead of playing Emerson, I'm going to play Zuma, and instead of playing Tahith Chong, I play some other thirty-two hundred dollar guy that is three percent owned. It's like no, I want if I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay for goal scoring. I'm going to play for ceiling ceiling. I want I want Ward Prowse to score sixteen points, and then my guy scores twenty-eight and bombs bombs that position out at that price. So like, yes. There's some floor considerations for GPPs, but you don't want to get stuck in the similar construction that that you're playing in double ups. Yeah, I agree, Jordan. I think Jordan nailed it on these bigger slates. Um, I like the bigger slate. That's why I like the bigger slates more because these three game slates. It's very tough to find four percent owned guys that can no, score two it, goals because especially that point of I, I really agree with I mean I think you can do it both ways, but I really agree with that point of showing up with three sub ten percent forwards. Uh and it's like like I don't know, just like uh, show up with Hoyland, Beto, and Inketia as your three forwards. I mean yeah, and then pair them but, together, like what you could do. You typically what I would do, like like what what were the three that you mentioned? Hoyland, Beto, and Enketia. Right. So Enketi you could pair with like Zinchenko at defender. Right. Hoyland you could pair with uh, you know, Bruno, because you have money to spend. 
right? You could and you could spend Beto with Garner, and you play Trippier in the defender spot, and they, I mean, there you go, right? Right. right? Or throw you know throw Antonio in there, and then right. you know, add in. I mean, Bowen you're still playing guys like the, the subsidiary or, right. cheaper value guys are guys that would you would consider for your cash lineup, but their ceilings are tied to these other guys scoring goals rather than doing the opposite way of like I'm going to just try to jam in Bruno Ward Prowse and 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 the highest floor midfielders and Saka. And then I'll try to find a 4k goal. It's like, it's much harder to find 4k goals out of defensive midfielders than it is to find two goals out of a 5,500 or 6,000 forward. That's going to play 75 plus minutes. Mm -hmm. Ryan, what's your read on this Arsenal match? How many goals do you think Arsenal are going to score? Uh, it depends on the lineup. You know, I think they really struggled without Declan in there. Uh, I've seen some stuff that maybe he's fine, but they don't have party either. I mean, it's a much different team without Declan and party. Um, you're saying if Declan starts easy three goal win, if, if he doesn't start, maybe a little iffy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of actually. Yeah. That is kind of what I'm saying. So if Declan Rice does not start, you're not going to be playing any Arsenal players in tournaments. Um, no, that's not true. Eddie, Eddie's just too cheap. Six K yeah. center forward, and I'm a big fan of his. I think he's got real potential. And yeah, like yeah, six like K. It's a good matchup. So probably play him no matter what. Is there one matchup that you favor over the rest to attack here? Uh, yeah, West Ham. Okay, you guys are both on West Ham, huh? I, I, yeah, there's a lot of good spots, but I like, I mean, Sheffield against Newcastle last week. I mean, that was, it was a complete embarrassment. I don't know. that It was like the Dolphins against the Broncos when they put up 70 points on them the other, the other day. I don't know. How many, like, how many times is when a team get blown out by eight goals, they get blown out by eight goals again than the following week? Yeah, you're right. The, this game finishes 0-0, 1-1-0. Stuff happens all the time, for sure. Um, you know, if this was West Ham from last year, I'd more so be on that. They're a team that also seems to have turned a corner with James Ward-Prowse. Um, I like a lot of their players. So, yeah, I don't know. Jordan, what, what else do you got to say? Nothing. I mean, what else is there? Uh, we haven't. We didn't really touch on goalkeeper too much. You have a favorite goalkeeper? Whoever fits. You're just paying down, and whoever fits in your. I, I think in cash games, you're probably playing either Neto or Kaminsky. I'm assuming. I'm assuming you're going to be in that range. You're not. Looking there is at no Jose middle range. I mean, look at. I mean, look at goalkeeper. There is no middle range. I mean, like you're going to go from from Johnstone at 4200 up to. Onana at 5,300. So there's like literally there's no goalkeepers in between there. So either you're paying up or you're paying down. If you told me that you're going to go and just going to, you're going to play, you know, Burnley's keeper or sod. Dude, dude, we've seen, we've seen the guy that gives up the most goals also have the most points at goalkeeper. Welcome to a, especially on six game slates. Well, welcome. Well, you know, Man City could score four goals and, the opposing keeper has 16 points. I mean, that's that's what soccer DFS is. So I think I think there's no, there's no reason to necessarily pay up unless you're just you like your lineup and you have 
5,300 left and just that's where Onana goes. And Yeah, I mean, Adam might be able to pay up since he's spending down on Ollie McBurney. Right? If I told you guys that West Ham, Manchester City, and Newcastle all got clean sheets, would you play any of those goalkeepers? Sure. Why wouldn't you? Sure. Yeah. Thank you for telling I mean, me. Okay. See, the problem is by paying up a keeper is that you don't know which ones get clean sheets. Like, if we knew that, then sure, I'll play the cheapest one out of those three. Maybe, okay. Adam, Adam, maybe not in, I mean, yeah, probably, but maybe not in the big, in the big GPP. I don't know. Well, it, it's just always like this Manchester City situation. I know Ederson, Ederson is kind of like another level because he doesn't really get saves. And, you know, he's always in play to just, you know, not make any saves and not really get there. But these other guys make tend to make more saves. Pope is a save-making goalkeeper. Uh, so he kind of fit. I think he kind of fits in like a different different level. Same with Areola, just at like a different level than Ederson, even though, you know, Manchester City have better clean sheet odds. Actually, Everton have the best clean sheet odds in the slate now that I'm looking at it. So yeah, are you comfortable with the $5,400 <laughs> in your lineup i'm not uh no that's that's incredible okay i can't even believe those i can't even believe those odds yeah that uh, stood out to me yeah just in the that implied goal total in that one is 2.59 jordan you mentioned dwight mcneil will be more popular than some of these some of these cheaper forwards is it just because you know split set piece roll kind of a thing i mean yeah are, i'm not are, saying do people be care okay. he's not gonna be very popular just it'll be more than than maybe the Newcastle guys, that may be more than some of these other goal-dependent guys that people feel comfortable playing Dwight McNeil, so they play Dwight McNeil. Yeah, is it just Adam, I wasn't name? really... Uh, uh, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I mean, people will play McNeil. No, I, mean, I wasn't really joking about McBurney. Is he scoring? He'd go good in, he'd go good in West Ham stacks. Um, you Are you playing him in your king of the pitch lineup? I'm not going to reveal this information. Okay. Okay. I haven't. I haven't decided yet. But uh, okay. This is a bounce back have spot the balls for he's, No, he, he's not because he doesn't have the ball. <laughs> He'll play uh, him in the five dollar uh, five dollar single entry. Well, that's the one to play him in, though. For... You don't play him in a, a twenty three man competition. You play him in the no. $5. You play him for his brace, so you win the thing no matter what happens. All right, all right. 3,600. Like, dude, no, no offense. If you played him in utility slot at 3,600 over Lewis Cook, I think that's actually fine because, like, play him in the spot. Fine. I think that's a great move. Right. Fine. You don't want to play some dude that's going to get just okay. I give me my five or six points. Like, get a guy that could actually put up a decent score in, in the right spots or give you two points in that spot. But I wouldn't like, stack up defenders and midfielders and just play McBurney and some other cheap forward. Like those are the lineups I'd be avoiding. I'll say I'm more likely to play McBurney if Edson Alvarez does not start and side by Ben Rama starts instead. Um, I know Jordan, you know, you think I'm crazy for that, but that just makes West Ham more attacking. Uh, Edson Alvarez full on defensive midfielder in that situation. James Ward Prowse would move back. Um, not really. That's what either. we hope happens. That's what we hope happens. We want JWP to be back in defense. <laughs> no, no, I want him in attacking midfield. Oh, I don't. Okay. 
I guess I do if I was going to play him, but yeah. I will say, I don't know. I, I Maybe I'm kind of going back on it, but just the fact that you guys are saying McNeil is going to be kind of popular because just because of his name kind of a thing. But just with the low implied goal total here, 2.59, this Everton Luton town match, I think this game is actually more likely than any other to finish like three, two. And just otherwise, Adam, that's literally what the odds say. I know well, this is, this is my personal thoughts here. This, this is why okay, we're on a podcast. Okay. Is that on the cheat sheet somewhere? Is Adam's personal odds somewhere? <laughs> Should I change this 2.59 to just like six? Right? What's the point of the show if all we do is read off odds and tell, tell uh, everyone to play the, the favorites? Is, Adam, that's what we do. That's not what we do. That's not why we're here. Ryan White. Kurt Zuma, okay, so basically something that's not on the cheat sheet is Kurt Zuma is scoring a goal. Jack is going to make Benny happen again, right? And and Everton Luton Town is is at least eight goals combined in that game. And McNeil saying, has 47 points. I'm saying, I think that, I mean, we're talking about, you know, Rashford's and Hannibal's and Hoyland's and like Decore's, the Everton are home against Luentown. Did you 7,300 for Decore at midfield? Decore should have had a brace last week. He's playing in a forward role and this is a great spot and he's going to be sub 5%. Like why is a 20%, I don't know, Rashford or one of these Manchester United guys better against not going to be 20%. I'll get, I'll play Gabriel Jesus at 8% over that. Give it to me. All right, fine. Decore is going to be 2%. Oh, okay. Now, now it goes even like the Corey is going to be only in your lineup. 0.01%. Like, yeah, no one's going to play him. That's not a reason to play him just because no one's going to play him. No one's going to play a lot of guys in this league. And the reason to play him is it's one of the best matchups of the season, though. And no one's going to play him because it's an overlook. People are going to overlook this game because it's Everton and Luton Town. They're going to see it's the lowest total on the slate. That's why they're going to overlook it. Yeah, and 90% so of the time, likely. that's we wrong. we got five games that have big totals. What, the, what are you doing? Okay, is it a possibility? Yes, but... I don't think this is going to be low owned enough to, to, to spend up money. I could play Beto. Sure. I could see that. Fill a forward spot. Play, play, play Tarkowski for a, some header goal or something. I'm not playing. Adam, I think at 5K would make all the sense in the world. I think for 7,300, you're starting to think about braces. Like you're playing guys to score braces. So like what what a, a Decore goal? What I mean is like it doesn't even necessarily do that much for you once they're up to seventy three hundred. Does a lot at five k. Why like, can't Decore score a brace? I mean, okay, well there you could. go. If he's got a brace in him, then then there you go. I was saying he should have had one at Brentford. Now he's home against Luton Town. Why can't he do the same against Luton Town? No, he he could, he could. I mean, we're just assuming. Okay, any of these Manchester United guys, they can score a brace because they're Manchester United. I mean, are Manchester United that well, good? More so because they're like forwards. And I, you why know, can't Decorio's... Mario Lamina for Wolves score a brace? He can. You see, you're just making stupid comments. Decore plays forward. He gets shots every game. He's in front of the Will box Hughes. every game. Why can't Will Hughes score a brace? All right, rotowire.com slash soccer trial, 48-hour <laughs> trial. Ryan, you got anything else here? Uh, I mean, I don't think so, man. We covered a lot, a lot. 
You can find Ryan at Ryan Malaji on Twitter. Jordan is at Blender HD. I am at Roto's Drag. You can also find follow on Twitter. That's right. That's at Roto Wire Soccer. Um, actually, was it? It was last week. Uh, we hit 1K over the weekend. So thank you for for everyone for uh, subscribing the YouTube channel. Chan's uh, asking me how many hours of sleep I'm riding on. Not many, not many, but uh, thank you everyone for watching this. Good luck on this slate. We got six games, so we can expect a busy Discord in the next 24 hours. Orderwire.com slash chat. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Ryan. See everyone next week. Good luck, everybody.